Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornet fans? It is I, Darian Thomas, your host of the Trust the Buzz podcast, part of the Believe podcast network. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.com. I'm sorry, betonline.ag. Um, use code believe. That's B L E A V. Once again, B L E A V for 50% welcome bonus. And just a note for me, please, please bet responsibly. But I have an action packed show for you today. Not really. I mean, the Terry Rozier news is huge, and that's exactly what we're just going to get into. So we're not even going to exchange pleasantries, but I hope you are having a great week. I hope you're having a great Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, we can really just dive into the Terry Rozier trade, talk about losing to the Pistons a little bit. I don't really have planned for this to be a very long episode, but we will see where it takes us. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is the Terry Rozier trade. Uh, what was given up was Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry in a 2027 lottery protected Miami Heat pick. If the pick does not convey in 2027, then we automatically get the pick in 2028. It's still a first round pick and it's completely unprotected. So that sounds like a deal to me. I know some people were wishing they could got a little more. I wish we could have got a little more. But to me, it seems as though we are trying to clear out cap space and collect assets. I know I'm seeing a lot of people not be happy with that. They thought that what was going to happen was, and I get it to an extent, but I thought what was going to happen was we're just redueling the team and trying to essentially just like rebuild on the fly and try to make the playoffs that way, try to be relevant that way. I didn't think that would be the right move. I've been under the impression for the last two years, really, even after they before the Miles Bridges situation, but after they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the play in, my idea was they should just blow it up. Now's a good time. You have it at the time. You haven't paid LaMelo yet. I mean, keep LaMelo, of course, but blow it up, actually accumulate draft picks, actually, you know, trade off some players and build that way, build a whole new squad. Because this squad, it's like the key players, the people who are making the money, it just seemed like there was a cap on it and they and they didn't do that. So now we're doing it to me a little too little too late because I believe there was right before Terry signed his contract. I think he was a very valuable player then and they didn't want to trade him. So. I felt like you would have been able to get more then than you got now, but it is what it is. I mean, so far, the Miami Heat fans don't look like they're too happy with Terry Rozier, which is crazy because it's only, I'm not saying Terry Rozier is some all-star, but it's only been two years. Um, Two years. It's only been two games, but I digress. I thought it was the right move. I thought it was something we had to do. You clear off Terry's books. You get Kyle Lowry. I think we can trade him. If not, just let the contract run out. Do not buy him out. That's way, way too expensive to buy out. It'll be a Nicholas Batum situation all over again. But I think having Kyle Lowry um, and having that pick is just a step in the right direction. Now, there are other people we need to trade. There are other things that need to happen. Uh, We'll go over the rumors a little later. But as of right now, um, I think the Hornets continue doing what they're doing. I think they're doing the right thing. I think they're... By trading Terry Rozier, I think this trade was to attract personnel and not players. So people were saying, you know, we don't sign anybody in free agency anyway. We don't, you know, what's the point of having cap? We're not going to do anything with it. We're just going to let it sit. And that may be true. 
in the past. It may be true now, but a GM and a good coach is going to like to go into a situation where they have LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, a top five more than likely pick, and then cap space. Wait, did I say that? Brandon LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, a top five pick, cap space, and if we keep trading draft assets, who wouldn't want that? You can literally make the team anything you want it to make. The only person you'll be playing, paying significant money to would be LaMelo Ball if they trade everyone. Significant money. I mean, I, I don't think Cody Martin's getting moved just because I think his value is so low. Um, I'm trying to think who else is paid. PJ will probably get traded. Gordon more likely won't be here. Kyle obviously won't be here. Uh, Miles, you might have to pay. We'll see. I've seen trade rumors heating up, and I think people feel 50-50 about whether or not Miles will be traded. I completely understand that. I really don't. To me, it I don't want Miles to go as far as like basketball, as far as what he what he can do for the team. Um, obviously, this breaking up that kind of duo of him and LaMelo is, you know, almost ludicrous when you think about it compared to what some of the teams and some of the duos we've had in the past. But sometimes it it, it just, I don't know, watching the games, it kind of just feels like his time in Charlotte is done. But I don't, this is the, this is the kicker. I don't think it's the Hornet saying we don't want Miles Bridges. I think it's more so Miles Bridges saying I want more for my career. And there's nothing wrong with that. If he wants more for his career, I don't blame him. I mean, he has a no trade clause. So if he does get traded, then it's going to have to be uh, if he does get traded. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to have to be for his will. He's going to have to approve of it. I'm not saying he wants out of here. I, it's just I can tell he wants more. I think I think he wants more within his career. Now, that can easily be in Charlotte. I'm not saying that, you know, it requires him to leave. I'm just saying that as of right now, the easiest path I see is for him to leave Charlotte. Um, but that's just because right now we're still in the team building stages. We could get into the offseason and then boom, like we've traded for blah, blah, blah and acquired blah, blah, blah and drafted. blah. You know what I mean? And then the whole team looks different. The whole team looks vamp. Get a good coach. Get a good. G- it, it, everything looks different. So it's hard to really judge players like Miles, who future is unclear. When our future as a team is unclear. So I'm not really that's why I don't really want to speak on it too much, because. It really could go either way. If he wants to leave, he has every right to leave. I mean, I, it, it is what it is. It, I mean, he, he controls his destiny, essentially. If he wants to stay, he can give the Charlotte Hornets the first opportunity to re-sign him. Like, it, it's just a lot to it. So that's why there's just no point of speaking on it, because it's ultimately up to what he wants to do. If he wants to just leave, then he can do that. So anyway, I feel as though... As a team, we're heading in the right direction, even though it might not be pretty. I think the Charlotte Hornets can continue offloading everybody and bring back assets, um, take on bad contracts and bring assets along with them. I think that's the best thing to do. I, we've seen OKC do it. We've seen other teams do it when they tank. We saw the Rockets do it for a little bit. We've seen who else I'm trying to think of. Uh, I don't know. But OKC is the... If we're talking best case scenario, I think it has to be OKC. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head um, that 
has had better success at it than OKC. Now, did they they kind of did it to an extreme to where they almost had you have so many picks, you have so much cap uh, because of the players uh, that you brought in and then they went on contract, but then everybody who drafted was like on a rookie deal. You just had so much flexibility that it almost had to work, but they still had to draft the players. They still had to make sure the players, you know, play well together. They still had to get the coach. So there's a lot of things that went with that, but they kind of went over to the extreme of it and it's working out for them. I don't think the Charlotte Hornets will go that far. Um, Cause I know Mitch Kupchak said it wasn't a rebuild and people are like, well, what is it? And I was one of those people. And to 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 Mitch Kupchak's point, because I got that, but it's, to me, it's still a rebuild. And I know some people say it's get, get you know grabbing it to the bare bones, but essentially that's kind of where we are. And I'll explain that in a second. But to Mitch Kupchak's point, it's not essentially a real rebuild. It's not what the oh the Sixers also did the whole cap space thing, but that was before Joel Embiid while he was healing and saying with Ben Simmons. But anyway, uh, this rebuild is not going to be like that. It's not going to be. We're ripping everything apart. Trey Lamella trading no, up. It's 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 a rebuild, but once again, top five pick, Lamella Ball, who's a one-time all-star, probably be a two-time all-star if he was healthy this year. Maybe even a three-time all-star if last year the team was better. Anyway, I don't know. I gotta look at look back at those numbers. Anyway, it's you got Lamella Ball, a top five pick potentially this upcoming draft, Brandon Miller, Mark Williams, Cat Space, and hopefully more draft assets. That's not a regular rebuild. That, that's actually a pretty good starting point if you are rebuilding. Now, the reason I say it is like a rebuild because I don't want people to, to think that this team may be good next year. That's just kind of where I was coming from. It, it's not a It's not a regular rebuild by any means, but it's a little different. Because of the fact that we are, I mean, that's three players, essentially. Mark Williams, LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller. I mean, you might throw Miles Bridges once again. I'm I'm going to include him on the team, but we don't know what could happen with that. Uh, you have those four guys, and then you have to fill in the spots around them with cap, with draft assets, with players, uh, good rotation players. It's, it's just not going to be... I'm not I just want to temper everybody's expectations and not have them expect the team to be good next year. That's all. That's really just all I'm saying. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. The good thing about that is it's by design. It's not going to be LaMelo just sucks or Brandon Miller sucks or Miles Bridges sucks or Mark Williams. Hopefully, you know, is healthy, but he doesn't suck. It's not going to be that simple. It's going to be they traded everyone. They're looking to continue to move pieces around. They're clearing up cap, all these things. And then we're still trying to build culture, too, because we don't have any. That is something I feel like is what's really, really missing. Player-wise, is not a rebuild. I can agree with that. You you have Brandon Miller, who's a top, we'll just say five rookie for anyone who, because you, if you disagree that he's a top three rookie, then you at least got to give him five. So we'll just say five. I think top three, just to get that out there, but we'll say five so everybody can be happy because there's no way you can say he's lower than five. You got a top five rookie in Brandon Miller. You got LaMelo Ball once again. You got Miles Bridges. You got Mark Williams. I just don't want people to think that this team automatically is going to be good. It it has to take a step back. Um, Those guys are those guys have have been a part of this bad culture. So it's excellent players. 
but we need to build good culture that I feel as though that is the difference. We don't have a culture. We don't have an identity. We don't have anything along those lines. That's where the rebuild to me comes in, because, yes, the the, the on court product may not be a rebuild, but everything else, once you leave that floor is a rebuild. You're going to have a different GM, a different coach, a different mindset when it comes to uh, owners and whatnot. So that's why I feel like it's still a rebuild. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. But that's just that's just where I'm coming from. That's where I get the part where I feel as though this is a rebuild. Um, but it's 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 not going to we're not going to be as bad. We're not going to be bad as long as how OKC kind of was. I think they kind of turned around pretty quickly, but we're not going to be as bad as them as long as they were not going to be as bad as someone like the 76ers or the Magic or any. It's not going to be like that. We have a really, really good starting point, but I do expect it to get worse before it gets better because you're going to trade PJ. You're going to trade Gordon. You're going to trade. And and the thing is, you may not get a lot for Gordon. I'm, I'm seeing I'm actually this is another thing. I'm actually seeing decent packages for Gordon, and I know a lot of it is because teams like the Warriors are like, hey, we can get off Andrew Wiggins' contract. Um, and then getting off Andrew Wiggins' contract, it allows us to sign other players that go work with Steph. We can we have we have cap, we have a little bit of assets like in Kuminga, Moody. I think they're gonna keep Pozimski. Uh they're gonna keep Jackson Davis. Uh, but we have things to maneuver. I think Clay's coming off the books, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not saying that they're not going to resign him. I'm more so saying it might be at a cheaper deal. But they they just have a lot of uh, flexibility for a team of that stature if they were to get someone like Gordon Hayward or even Kyle Lowry. I think it'll be more so Gordon Hayward, but you get the point. Oh, Chris Paul, I think, comes off the books too, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they'll have a lot Actually, a flexibility. I think it would just be Steph and Draymond, right? For it, as far as extended heavy contracts, if they were to get someone like Gordon Hayward, so it works out for them. Um, we're going to trade guys. I'm not saying trade Gordon Hayward for Andrew Wiggins, but I'm saying it's going to. It's, you're going to see deals like that. Um, and it, my thing is the the return we may get may seem good at first, but what if it's not? So you let's say you make it. We're just going to keep using Andrew Wiggins because that's the one I see mocked the most by national media. Um, I, I don't know anything. I don't, I'm just a fan. But the one I see mocked by national media the most is, you know, us trading Gordon Hayward for Andrew Wiggins. That second piece changes a lot. I've seen Gary Payton. I've seen picks. I've seen all kinds of stuff. So um, let's just say we trade Gordon Hayward for Andrew Wiggins. If we get Andrew Wiggins that helped him win the championship a couple years ago, then I'm very happy with that because that's the kind of player we need. Yes, his contract is not ideal still, even if he does play at that level, uh, because you wonder if he will have that kind of same impact as he did on the Warriors that he will have on the Hornets. Because one thing I feel like people don't understand is he can have numbers wise this exact same season, even a better season. But does that impact the Hornets the way it did the Warriors. I don't know. But if he does, I, I'm I'm happy because essentially you gave him nothing. Uh, yes, you gave up Cat, but you can flip him if you feel as though he's still providing numbers but just not making an impact. I don't feel like any teams are going to be like, oh, we don't want him. No, they're, they're going to want him. It's going to be similar to what we've said about a lot of players on his team. A different change of scenery, it could lead to them producing better. Um, so 
I wouldn't be too crazy about Andrew Wiggins trade, but it makes sense. Um, we get a player that can help. He, he plays kind of what we need him to do. Uh, be a defender, hit your shots, move on and, you know, play, make a little bit, rebound a little bit. You know what I mean? Just things like that. And he, he did that for the Warriors during their championship run. Now we could also get Andrew Wiggins. That's completely trash and, and similar to what he's been at the beginning of the season, even though I think he's been heating up lately. I don't, I'm not saying that's an indication of whether or not he should be here or not, but I'm just saying he's been heating up lately. So it would be interesting to see, because what if we don't get the good Andrew Wiggins and then we're stuck with a pooey one, then, you know, you're like, ah, we gave up that flexibility for Andrew Wiggins, who now we have to hold on this contract for a while. So a lot of things to think about. Um, I'm seeing Nick Richards to anybody. I, I saw a report that said he could literally go to anybody in the NBA. Like half the league would be interested in his services. PJ Washington, I feel as though that's much of the same. Um, the difference is his contract. So, you know, it, it eliminates some teams. But as far as, as far as the archetype of player, if they want to, you know, mess with salaries and play the salary game and find stuff that works for them to trade us, um, then it, it could it could work. I just, I just think it'll be easier to move Nick Richards than it would be to PJ. But PJ teams are going to want him. I mean, you look at what he provides. Uh, I mean, anybody would want that. I just feel like as though on this team, it's one of those things where it, it was just time. And so even with PJ, it was just time. I, I remember screaming, I wanted to resign PJ in the offseason. And people assumed, even though I said it multiple times, why? But people assumed it was like, oh, you think PJ is better than this? Or you think, how could PJ? No, it wasn't that. It was for what's about to happen right now. Why let him go for nothing? Which essentially, that was the other option um, at the time. Why let him go for nothing when we can keep him? And the deal was great. So even if you're unable to trade him, it doesn't really kill you. And it's not like PJ is just horrible. Um, you can keep him and maybe get something for him as opposed to letting him go for free. So that's what it looks like where we're headed. Uh, I'm seeing stuff, as I mentioned earlier, for Gordon Hayward. I'm not really seeing stuff for Kyle Lowry, but I am seeing stuff of other trades that the Hornets can get in that Kyle Lowry could be a part of. So it's not necessarily team these teams wanting Kyle Lowry. It's more so we can do teams favors by giving them Kyle Lowry. They're looking for an expiring. We got an expiring, you know, throwing a young asset, maybe a draft asset, and we could be on our way. So that's what I feel like this all is for. I know people are going to be wondering, what are we going to do? How are we going to get these players uh, to fit this team? I don't think that's what the focus is right now. I truly believe the focus is making a clean slate, getting assets, getting flexibility, and then providing a new GM, a new coach with, hey, as I mentioned earlier, you have LaMelo, Brandon Miller, top five pick, Mark Williams, Mount, potentially Miles Bridges, and flexibility. Like, what? No, nobody's going to turn that down. Nobody's going to turn that down. I mean, obviously, it depends on the coach. If a coach is, and I took my team to the finals last year and left for whatever reason, you know what I mean? It's something crazy like that, then yeah, of course, they're not going to want to come to Charlotte. Um, if may if they want if they thought they were that close to you know being a national cha- or uh, yeah uh, NBA champion, but the other coaches, other coaches who are kind of in the middle, who are good coaches, who are 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 coach are good at coaching teams that are kind of just want to make the playoffs, want to go through playoff series, maybe win a couple playoff series. Those coaches in that tier, they're gonna love coming to Charlotte if if Charlotte can 
provide what I just mentioned. So let me know what you think uh, down in the comment section below. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I think there's a place where you can respond and do comments on uh, Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And so if you can, make sure you leave comments there and make sure you give a five star rating if you like the podcast. Once again, this is Darian. I hope you enjoyed the show. Sorry for a short one, but there's really not much else to talk about. Oh, I actually, I do want to throw in this. We shouldn't have lost to the Pistons. Lamelo, he did not play well. Um, Miles Bridges was playing extremely well, then all of a sudden just stopped. I think the problem with that was he started ISOing, and that's not what he does. And not only was he ISOing, he was settling for shots. If I want Miles Bridges to ISO, I want it to lead to him driving to the basket and either you know getting a foul or – or, or at least, you know, putting the ball on the rim. Cause that's something he does extremely well. So I don't want my, you know, I don't want Miles Bridges ISOing and taking step back jump shots. I, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what you do. I would have been less upset if he was driving to the rim and just not making it because what, seven times out of 10, he's usually making it, you know, at a really high percentage, uh, especially against a team like uh, the Pistons. So, yeah, it's kind of how I felt about that. Bernie Miller had an excellent game. As soon as he was switched at a three, he started going off. And I know people are saying, like, oh, it doesn't matter. The wing's a wing. Eh, it's a little different. It depends on what you're looking at. Um, most of the, some, well, I'm not going to say most, but sometimes it's, it, sometimes the, the point guard shoot guard is a guard. And then the wing, you know, is someone who's like a small forward, power forward, and then the big man. Uh, that's that's kind of usually what where we are now in the league. So that's why I don't see Brandon Miller much as a two. He is someone who can play the two, play spot minutes at the two. You're not going to lose a game playing Brandon Miller at the two. But I do feel like having two additional guards who can uh, penetrate, who can uh, create for others, who can spread the floor. I think that allows him to be able to do what we saw against the Pistons. Um, that That's kind of what I feel like it works. Now, I'd also have said that the personnel around him also makes it where he doesn't perform as well at two, which we can talk about that in another video, but I'll pull the stats. He, he plays, he plays in the oh, offensively. He plays significantly better at the three. Once again, it literally could just be personnel, but as, Fact is a fact. And the fact is he plays better at the three. So anyway, let me know what you think down in the comment section below. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast and enjoy your weekend. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.